Welcome to another podcast by Guns and Yellow Ribbons. Follow us on Facebook at Guns and Yellow Ribbons and Twitter at Guns and Ribbons. And remember to rate and review us too. Enjoy the show. Hello, welcome to Guns and Yellow Ribbons. This is Fergus, I'm your host, and on this one we're doing our 1 to 11. On this 1 to 11, I am going to be talking to Max uh, from Ars Bros. But to explain the concept of how our 1 to 11 works, uh, the man who invented uh, the topic is uh, Potsy. Potsy, how are you? Hello, mate. Yeah, I'm good. Cheers, buddy. I like the way that you say oh, I invented one to 11. Brilliant. This is just a concept that we could do to kind of fill some time because there's not much content at the moment. And we've done it normally. We usually do it in the international breaks. But of course, with everything that's going on in the world at the moment, it's the perfect time. And I've spoke to Max about it for quite some time now. And we've tried to arrange to get him on in a few international breaks, but it just hasn't happened yet. So what I spoke to Max about was about a 1 to 11, but he wanted to do it a little bit differently. So he wanted to do a 1 to 11 uh, from the Emirates era. So no player that has played a game at Highbury. So the likes of Van Persie's and Fabregas's can't be included. Um, so I thought that we'd get Max on to do that. So, um, yeah, introducing you to Mr. Mr. Max Ware from Ask Bros. How are you, Max? Hello, boys. How are Hello. you? Very Good, well. Good, thank you, you very much. Just explain where you are in the world. You're in Melbourne right now? I am. I am. I'm in Melbourne. I'm at mum and dad's house. I'm house sitting. So there's three cats rolling around. So if you hear some pussy, it's uh, it's one of the three. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure you keep it clean, my friend. Um, that, that's, that's, as, that's as dirty as I'm going to go, Fergus. <laughs> So, Max, listen, um, in this uh, coronavirus environment that we're in, uh, we're all struggling. I've, I've, I've had some sort no, of you're flu. Not, you're not. You've already, you've already developed the antibody inside your, inside your shell, mate. You're good to go. You're the you've safest out of the three of us, mate. Yeah. yeah. You, can, you can go out and start licking buses like normal. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for such, such, such kind words um we're going to look at you we're going to look at you one to eleven um, we have to explain that you you moved to melbourne your dad's originally from south london you moved to melbourne in the 80s was it when when, when? uh early 90s early 90s early 90s moved to moved to moved to brisbane then moved to melbourne so we're still sort of despite being not quite australian not quite australian enough to be Australian and not quite English enough to be English. We're somewhere in the middle because we're still diehard England fans. And Toby and I, Toby does the Ars Brothers with me. We both consider ourselves English, but we come from Chelsea and Arsenal fans. So we're very lucky for the side of the road that we fell on. That's thanks to my uh, my uncle, Bob, Bob the Knob, notorious for having a giant knob. <laughs> and and, and uh, if anybody gets any inclination, the reason that uh, he's from Ars Bros Rant is if you really fancy... Uh, something that you can't let your wife or your kids listen to. Listen to Ask Bros. It's listen. It's that bad. I don't even listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to go through your one to eleven, um, and this is your all-time one to eleven. I know um, uh, Dan has said a little bit about that. You wanted to keep it more to the Emirates Stadium. It's probably more relevant to the time that you've been following the football club, etc., and so on. But it I doesn't. Just, I just, I just thought that we've done so many one to elevens, and I find the problem with with one to elevens now is that so much of it is the Invincibles era, and with good reason. 
You know, yes. so it's we are always going to have Burkamp in there, and, we're, and before we even start doing a one to eleven, we can almost pick five positions that everyone's going to have. There, you know, Tony Adams is always going to be in there. Siemens always going to be in there. So I thought, no, let's do something kind of modern era and 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 see kind of where we come out. And I've got, I've look, I've got some, I've got some names in here that might cause a little bit of debate. Mm. <laughs> yeah, that's what it's all okay. about. So, so let, let's start. I'll start. I'll start with the keeper, and then Dan can take over on um, on the central defence. So, keeper wise, who would you go for? So, you know, this is an interesting one because uh, I really do. I, I really have thought for a long time that we haven't had a a, a world class keeper or, or close to a world class keeper since probably Jens Lehmann. And there's two names that sort of came up that I started working through, and I think one we didn't really get to see the full potential of him. And I think the other, we, we may be getting to see the full potential of this season. So Burnt Leno for me, big shout. Um, it's weird. He gets a lot of people who kind of shout him down because he does have a, a, a little mistake in him or people shout him down for his distribution. But, you know, people talk about Aubameyang navigating us through this season. I would argue that Leno has done as much, if not more. Okay. Okay, and Leno, I have criticised for his distribution, more the speed rather than the accuracy. Um, uh, we said at Burnley, um, Dan, when we're up there, we were yep. criticising that. But, um, but overall, I, actually, you know what? I think he could be, not yet, but I think he could be one of those names that we will think back on as, as a good Arsenal player in, in times to come. Uh, Dan, do you want to talk about the centre-halves? Mm. Yeah, Max, obviously centre-halves is a is a tricky one because obviously Colo Torre can't be included because of his games over at Highbury. And we've had kind of probably five or six horrendous centre-backs, in my opinion. So was this decision easy or difficult for you, mate? No, this like I found this decision really, really easy to knock out because I think there's, I think for at least a season in the premiership, maybe two seasons for a period of time, I actually thought that we had the best center back pairing in the, in the premier league at a stage. And that was during when Koscielny and Per Mertesacker were playing. So one big shout out for Manny, his favorite player in the world, Laurent, Viva La France, El Capitan, my Capitan. <laughs> um, no, I, I, I genuinely thought for a period of time that Koscielny and Per Mertesacker were the perfect combination in Koscielny. You had the dynamic, you know, you had the athlete. Um, I know he took quite a long time to get going, but once he did hit his straps, he was a fantastic defender for us. Uh, and per Mertesacker, up until probably that last season, that, that maybe that one season too many, when he came in a very trying time for Arsenal, he really stabilised us. And like I said, at a period, I did actually think that they were one of the best centre-back pairings in the competition. So very easy for me. I think 2012, 2013, they went, when they did get together as a partnership, they didn't lose for 22 games when they was started. That, Wojciech's, that was Wojciech's Golden Glove season as well. I think mm. just, just to, I mean, we talk about keepers and having to make saves and, and clean sheets and things like that. But, you know, Wojciech's best season with the best centre back pairing in front of him shines through. So is that Buffon's understudy? <laughs> <laughs> I think with I think with Leno that we I think that when Leno compared to when Wojciech left us, I think Leno is actually ahead of when Wojciech left us. 
So that, that's that it. was that was kind of my that was kind of my thinking on it. Whether or not Leno ends up at the same level as Wojciech, that's not for us to say because Wojciech's not a, an Arsenal right. player anymore. He he wanted to go over where he could smoke cigarettes and no one would look down on him. <laughs> so um, you've done your centre backs as um, Parr and and Kolchelny. Uh, yep. Who's your left back? Uh, again. Really easy for me, Mr. Reliable, Nacho Monreal, who I think people talk about Arsenal legends and they talk about, well, who's an Arsenal legend and why are they Arsenal legends? I think Nacho Monreal, for the the duration of the time he was at the club, for the goals he scored, for the leadership he showed, for how solid he was, for the fact that he came in as an understudy to Kieran Gibbs, who was meant to be the next big thing and, you know, displaced him. Huge Nacho fan. I, I think that we would have done... I think some of these contracts, some of these older contracts that we let go in the summer for fear of them running down, I think we would have navigated some of these things better with more leadership and and the type of leadership that Nacho Monreal showed throughout the duration of his Arsenal career would have been, you know, very needed throughout these trying times at Arsenal. And right back? Super easy for me, Bakare Sanya. I, I I I think probably the best right back I I would have had Bakare Sanya if this was an all-time Arsenal eleven, not just Emirates era. Such is such is my 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 sentiment towards him as a player. Fantastic player for us. Absolutely ranking. No, no, I'd take Sanya over him. Big, strong, would win a ball in the air. Consistent you know, as well. Consistent. Incre- Seven or eight out of ten every game. Incredibly consistent. I mean, there's you know, headed goals at times when we needed it. And it's funny if you if you go back and you think about Sanya, Sanya was an amazing outball for us because Wojciech always used to ping the ball out to the right. When we didn't have people who could hold it up front, you could count on Sanya that he would hold it up for you. Cracking player. Fair one, mate. I can't really say that I can't really say that I disagree with that. Um so far it's spot on with mine, to be fair. Yeah. There's not one yep. player so far that I am no, we'll, we'll get there. I'm sure we'll get there, it will Dan. get it'll become different, mate, <laughs> yeah, in the midfield. Uh what formation have you gone for first, Max? I went with a four two three one. So Okay, uh, mate. Yeah, so two 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 midfield, Who two are your two pivot midfielders midfield. then. Kazola and Ramsey. Am I too? Same as me, mate. So yeah. far, same as me. Go on, mate. Yeah. Let's talk about Santi Cazorla first, because he's uh, top friends, friends. I think I think Santi <laughs> Car- Yeah. <laughs> Look, I, I think everyone's sentiments to Santi Cazorla are, are a bit warped because of how much of a lovely guy he was. And I think that makes people kind of throw extra points on top of him, as well as him oh, being man. as well as him being a great footballer. But even if he was a prick, I think that I would have had him in this 11 anyway. And I think Santi Carzola, and, and, you know, when you're doing one to 11s and you're including Emirates era and you're doing Arsenal midfielders, Santi Carzola doesn't get in there, but I guarantee you he's on everyone's bench and he's in the conversation. Two footed, beautiful footballer, dynamic. Um, when Arsene Wenger, like a, a drunk stumbled upon the Coquelin Santi formation, I think it was against City, where we dominated them and he dominated possession. Best you know, that, pitch, yeah. Yeah, that was a point where I thought, oh, this is this is where the turning point is. This is where it changes. And, and I, I genuinely believe that a season with, with Santi, one of the seasons when he wasn't there, you know, maybe a second place becomes a first place. So, you know, such was his impact on the team, his ability to hold possession, his two-footedness. I mean, you know, I, I know that even kind of, you know, Marion Shamak looks 
great in a highlights package, but do yourself a favor while we're in a while we're in containment. If we're running out of other things to watch and you need some assistance, go watch some Santi Carzola because it'll get you there. <laughs> Max, I put him down as the, the player of the decade. Everybody disagreed and and, t- and said it was the player that you're about to mention. Um, I went for Cazorla just for the pure facts that I just saw something special. And I think that with players of that era that were playing in the generation with him, of Mesut Ozil, Alexis Sanchez, the Jack Wilshers and the Ramses of the world, everybody picked Santi Cazorla as the best player at the club. Mm. And that was enough for me. Mm. Yeah, look... Um, Look, player of the decade, I went with Ramsey. But I have also been a massive Ramsey... What's the word I'm looking for? Um, no, the opposite of that. I've been an anti-Ramsey Ramsey criticizer. Yeah. yeah, 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 very, very, you know, very much. I think we all have, but we can actually see the quality of a player he is. Yeah, yeah. Look, I think with Aaron Ramsey, there's a... a, there's one single purple patch season in there, which was his Galactico season. The interesting thing about that season where he scored all the goals is if you look at him statistically, he also led Arsenal for ball recoveries. He also led Arsenal for tackles. He was averaging nearly four tackles a game as far as dispossessive tackles. You know, and it was after that that I think he started to actually consider himself a further forward player. And the best Aaron Ramsey we ever had was a box-to-box midfielder scoring goals. And I think he lost his way for a period of time as he got into the mentality that he was all about scoring screamers. And that's all he was. That season where he scored all the screamers, you know, was so much more than that. Uh, Like I said, you know, his passing ability, his ability to run through the lines. My issues with Ramsey as the years went on was that he didn't do as much of the work in the back end of the box as what he used to, that he was a little bit of a maverick, and also his injury record. That was why I didn't want to give mm-hmm. him the money. I didn't want to sign him up on a contract. Injuries, injuries played know. a part. I mean, to be fair to the lad, that was a hell of a leg break against Stoke, and he's the only Arsenal player, in my opinion, to come back from that. You know, you look at the Diabies and Eduardos of this world that just finished their careers. He's actually made a career of it. Now, whether that was because he was 19 when it happened to him and he managed to get it, or whether it was just wasn't as bad of injury as the other two. But I think for me, that he did come back onto the scene. And I think what it does do, and I hate bringing up other players from other teams on these things, but I think it proves how good Gerard and Lampard were for their clubs because what Ramsey did in one season, they consistently achieved every season. And I think that Ramsey could have done that, but the injuries just played a massive part for his career, in my opinion. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Also, also, his ability to wipe out the Italian population on one goal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look, there's a lot of talk about people saying, oh, we should have given Ramsey the contract. We should have given him the money. Uh, like, would we be a better team? Would we be a better team with Ramsey in the team right now? Yes, we would for the 18 games a year he would have played. So. Mm. That's that. That's the truth of it. It's the number of games he play. Uh, yeah. He play eighteen, twenty games out of that possible sixty. So that's your four. That's your two. Then you got three and one. Let's go to your middle of your three. Yeah, who's that? Be? The one, the only Thomas Wozicki. My favorite. My probably my favorite player all in all of the last decade. Um, what we would do with a player like Wozicki at the moment whether it was off the bench, whether he was starting, his ability to change tempo, his ability to up Arsenal's tempo, to get us on the front foot, basically a much, much better Mkhitaryan. 
Um, what Mkhitaryan did for his last season is what Rosicki did for his so many seasons after that, except he had production. He scored goals against Tottenham and he spanked them into the top corner. And another guy who, if he wasn't riddled with injury, I mean, the fact that we got some fantastic seasons out of him at the end of his career is a credit Ooh. to the technicality of him that even as he slowed down his, his, and his body was sort of leaving him, you know, we got this great run from him. What a guy, what a player. Him and Santi have got to be in the same sort of like bracket of, yep. like, you know, knackered players that just still performed. Yep. Yeah, uh, you I know, think Rizzi, and, with Rizicki, he comes as a fan favourite. Everybody loved Thomas Rizicki. And I think another one who had injuries that let him down, I think there was one time he was injured for pretty much two full seasons, uh, Thomas Rizicki. So had some issues injury-wise, but what a player he was. And I think that when you look at a player that was given the shirt number after Robert Pires, there's a massive weight at, kind of on your shoulders at that stage. And I think what he did was perform consistently in an Arsenal shirt. And if it wasn't for injuries, he would have done even more. So again, Max must be looking at my team because so far it's it literally player perfect at the what moment. So it's all going to be... He, and he loved up. a goal against Tottenham. Loved That's a goal against Tottenham, which Absolutely. makes you a legend. Yeah, Max. So it's not about Dan. Um, let's look to the <laughs> left, your three. Um, who's on your left side of your three? So this is one that's gonna it's 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 oh, gonna cut dear. it's gonna no it's gonna cut some people up because I was looking at it and I was thinking about sort of how many players we've had out there and you know I, I guess the benchmark is Robert Perez is the benchmark and quite frankly I don't think that we've ever had anyone off the left who's got close to Robert Perez and that includes that bin chicken of a player Alexis Sanchez who I do not care about his stats. The man was horrible, horrible for the club. So I, I immediately remove Alexis. So what do you do when you remove Alexis? You put in Andre Arshavin. And I put in Andre Arshavin. What? <laughs> I put Arshavin in there. What a guy on his day. I think probably the most under days, Max. Yep, probably the most under-delivered <laughs> player in Arsenal's history. Oh, are we that bad that we got a guy that's got three days on your left of your forward line? No, loved him. Loved Arshavin. Put him in there. Refused to put Sanchez in there. Um, I guess in hindsight now, probably Aubameyang off the left, but, you know, didn't, didn't, wow. didn't, didn't find a spot you, for him because you, I you, don't really like I'm him off the left despite his goals. Crazy bastard Arshavin ahead yep. of Pierre One of my favourite, I would say one of my favourite would be my top three Arsenal days of watching football ever is... Melbourne, the sun is very strong out there and it does affect people. Four goals goals against Liverpool, you know, is one of my my favourite Arsenal days. And that's where it stopped. That's yeah, where it's when, 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 I, when you, I'm lying you, when I'm lying on my deathbed, I think I'll remember those four goals. You know what? The same one swallowed make it spring. Yep, yep. I know, but I'm I struggling put, uh, to get I, over this one. I'm struggling I, to get over this I, one. I you could have had Lucas Podolski. You could have had Alexis Sanchez, and you've gone for Andre Arshavin. Yeah, wow. I tell, it's the one I looked at, and I thought, I thought, oh yeah, you look for your You really Yep. But I love, you know, I loved him. I loved him as a player. And sometimes you have unconditional love for players because you love them for what they could have been or what they should have been. And Andre Arshavin at the time when he came in, you know, people talk about players that used to get them off their seat and get them feeling electric. And yes, it was 
it was a very short period of time that he did it for, but Andre Arshavin. Do you know the one thing about Arshavin being okay. serious though? When we bought when we actually bought him, I think that he was seen as one of the better, if not one of the top five, number tens mm. when we bought him. And we never played him as the number ten. That's because and just because I just thought, isn't it? Well, exactly. <laughs> and I just thought I don't think we're playing him in the right position there. So, you know, you've picked him in your side and you've, and listen, he was a great player. Um, I think he could have done more in that position because that was what he was doing at, at Zenit. That was what he was doing everywhere that he's gone, to be fair. After Arsenal, he's been playing just behind a striker. Um, great player, to be fair to you. But yeah, there are better out there, in my opinion. But listen, this is your 1 to 11, mate. So, my 1 to 11, mate. It's your 1 to 11. Um, and on that basis, um, not necessarily to give you an opportunity to recover yourself because your eleven is your eleven. Let's see what your 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 yin to your yang is. What's who's on your right of that three? So I this was no issue for me. This was the first name that went on the team sheet, and I know you nosh, guys all you always you always you always slag me off for it, right? Nosh. But Theo Walcott on the right for me. I think one of the most, I think one of the most underrated players by Arsenal fans, and I don't understand why. Because statistically, right? If I if I if I break down Theo Walcott for you, statistically, so Premier League, one hundred and fourteen involvements in two hundred and seventy games. Uh, what does that say? FA uh, Cup. 16 involvements in 21 games. Europa, eight involvements in five games. Champions League, so involvements being goals and assists. Uh, Champions League, seven involvements in nine games. Um, and FA Cup, 15 involvements in 33 games. His stats speak for himself. In the games as well, you know that. Yeah, is absolutely fantastic. Underrated, underappreciated by the Arsenal fans. Underappreciated for the amount of work he did off the ball. So the amount of bent runs he used to make, which open up space through the middle. Go back, have a look at Theo's career, you know, and without injuries at that time when I think he had finally kind of turned it around and uh, turned it around from a consistency perspective is when he did his knee. Fantastic player for Arsenal. Um, never in the media, you know, never, you know, going out, never upsetting anyone in the club, a, a real club man. And honestly, his stats speak for themselves as far as his mm. goal involvements and his goals. He scored a goal every three-point-something games throughout his career. I mean, scoring 15, 17 goals in a season. Van Persie's mm. best season before he left was heavily to do with Walcott. I think Walcott was, was responsible for like nearly assists, 50 or yeah. 60% of his assists. Fantastic player. Yeah. And, yeah, and the, thing, um, the thing with Walcott that everyone sort of forgets is it, it's if you look at the way Pepe plays now or you look at the way that even Martinelli plays when he's on the left or Aubameyang plays when they're on the left, everything is about driving back to the centre. Everything pulls everything back to the centre and it's an over-congestion and we're easy to work out because everything gets pulled back. And teams have worked out, give them the wings We'll take the centre. We'll put great big lumps of, of central defenders in there and we'll foul them. Theo Walcott's primary run was a bent run from inside to out in between centre-back and right full-back. And that in itself is something that right now we would love to have because the relentless runs... I was looking at his stats earlier on about runs per game. Massive amount of runs per game. So runs into space, pulling defenders out, which opens up space in the middle. And I think at one of our best threes that we've had when I was said this is a serious three was actually Welbeck, Walcott and Sanchez 
Now, I don't like Sanchez, but when those three played together, there was so much athleticism, so much dynamic movement. We'd kill for that sort of dynamic movement and athleticism now. So I don't care. Shoot me down, Theo Walcott. I also gave him my uh, captain's armband. Oh dear, <laughs> you have you have done well to to justify it because the stats don't lie. I give you that. He has scored a hundred goals for Arsenal, albeit in ten or eleven seasons that he was there, which averages out not many goals per season. However, I think that what you've done there is is is. Uh, look at his attributes and his stats. And what I will say about Theo Walcott, the only thing that I think you've potentially missed out, or may have said it at the start, is how he scored important goals. Because if you look at the goals against Manchester United, Chelsea, Man City, Barcelona, AC Milan, he was a massive part in those games because he literally turned it on against big sides. And although I don't like to call him a big side, in the North London derby, he did genuinely get a goal. So I would give him, Theo Walcott, a lot of credit for that because, yeah, exactly. The two 0 yeah, and he has and there. he has and he has a that moment. was his injury. He has an Arsenal. Yeah, moment, so, yeah. That was his. That know? was his. Moment. And, and and the last one I'll say actually is when we signed him, Harry Redknapp said what Arsenal signed here is potentially a very good player, but a very level-headed young man, and that's exactly what he was throughout of his career. And like you said, he was okay. a professional. So Dan and Matt, yeah. can I can I ask you a question without going off subject? Uh, so keep it quite brief. Um, he's gone on and moved on with uh, Alex Awobi. He's gone on and moved on to Everton. Is he fulfilling his potential there, and or is he just proving? I have a, I have a, a fantastic, player? I have a fantastic answer for that, and I'll put it in the terms of what I was saying about Ainsley Maitland Niles a week ago. Right, some players require top players around them for their attributes to shine. Some players don't suit a team below six. Some players can't go. It's like how you could like everyone's like, oh, you know, you could so bring up. That's a, that's a political answer. You haven't answered the question I asked. No, I, I have. Is he, is he fulfilling his potential no, at Everton? No, not at all. Not at all. But I don't think so, that Everton. So I don't think that Everton are a fantastic team. Sorry, Max. You're saying because he hadn't quality players around him at Everton, he had quality players at at Arsenal, and he didn't fulfill his potential. But his stats, which, his stats would show that he did fulfill his potential. It's just that your recollection of him is that he didn't because he had such a mixed amount of games, because he had the capacity to have terrible games, it gives us a a, a dampening of he what his overall... What he, had pl- he had plenty he of games. He had plenty of top games, Fergus. Plenty of top moments for us. He didn't have consistency of games because of injuries and yeah. in and out of form. And and then, and then insisting he wanted to be centre-forward. And then when he was made centre-forward... And, and then played very well at centre-forward, then got an injury. He was actually no, his game against his game against Man U when he didn't score a goal at centre forward. He wasn't a very good centre forward. Hold up play. Man of the match. As a winger, and then he got sold. Do you want to have a chat about Gendouzi now? Let's let's talk about your number eleven. Your 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 point man. Who is your point man? Who's your final eleven? So I think a lot of people would just immediately go for Aubameyang. Everyone would just immediately say, immediately say Aubameyang. But for me, Aubameyang is the centre forward. You know, it's whether whether that whether it's something that we don't understand, whether it's a tactic that we don't understand, or he doesn't do something we don't understand. I didn't go with him. I went with the player who I thought could have or should have been a Premier League goal machine. Should have been Arsenal's Aguero, and for me, that's Eduardo. I've never seen a man score goals like Eduardo scored goals. I think he's arguably the best pure finisher, it, one of the best pure finishers, and I mean pure finishers 
I've ever seen in the Premiership for such a small amount of time. That leg break break was devastating. That 2008 team was a Premier League winning team. That was the last time we could have won it. We should have won it. If we had have won it there, it would have kicked us into another gear. It would have given Arsene Wenger a Premiership. It would have taken this asterisk off the amount of time he's gone without it. It would have given us a stamp at the Emirates. What a lovely player. What what an array of finishes and creative finishes. And probably the guy for me who went through on goal, I, I don't think as any Arsenal player, inclusive of, of even Omri, I don't think I've ever been as confident watching someone walk through on goal in thinking, that's a goal. That's going to happen. I must admit, yeah. when he came to Arsenal and I saw his finishing ability, I said to my dad, that's the best finisher I've seen since Robbie Fowler. Mm. Because Robbie Pure. Fowler, for me, is the best finisher. Better than Ian Wright, better than Henri. For me, Robbie Fowler, it was goal. Went through goal. Never, I don't think I've ever seen him miss, and he had scored so many. With Eduardo, it was just like that. And you're totally right, Max, in terms of confidence. When he goes through one-on-one, you just know it's going in. The leg break was horrendous. He was never going to really come back from that. It didn't really work out for him at Arsenal, and it didn't really work out for him at Shakhtar Donetsk. He did score some goals. Um and I can see where you're going from with that. Obviously, I, your team is very similar to mine. I went for a Bamiyang up front and and Sanchez on the left. Um, because for me, I think over the last five years that they've been at the, the, we've seen them at Arsenal, they have had more of an impact than Arshav and, and Eduardo. But listen, <laughs> this is your one to eleven, mate. So you put in who you want. But um, but listen, or joking aside, that that is a that is, a, and I get that's a good shout. I know he wasn't at the club long. It was a few seasons, but for me, great great finisher, Eduardo, top player, top player. Yeah, I think a couple of players so in my one to eleven Max. have been um, have been what they possibly could have been. You know, Arshavan, what he possibly could have been. Eduardo, what he possibly could have been. Rizitsky, Kazola, both. I mean, not statistically, you know, the most amazing players for Arsenal, but what they could have been. Walcott, to an extent, without injuries, what they could have been. In fact, most of my attacking, my, my attacking line, I even throw Ramsey in there without injuries, what he could have been. I mean, it's really Walcott. been the story Walcott. of... Yeah, it's really been the story of Arsenal <laughs> we, for the last, we, for the last got, decade. We've got loads of players that what, what it could have, could have, would have, and everything else. So yeah. let's run through your um, your all-time 11. In goal. Uh, in goal, I would have had Dave Seaman. That's not what you said. You said Leonard. No, you said all-time 11 then. This is my no, 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 no. Your 11, you've just gone through. Oh, right. We're running through. Oh, I got okay. confused as well. Sorry. I thought, I thought, we, were, I thought yeah, we were quickly yeah. running through all time. Running 11. through the team, you've just said, yeah, cool, cool. Okay, so I have, I have Leno in goal. I have Nacho Monreal at left back. Koscielny per Mertesacker as a centre-back pairing. I have Bakaray Sanya as my right back. Two in midfield, dual pivot, Santi Carzola and Aaron Ramsey. What a heavenly dual pivot, huh? What they would have done together. Um, the three in front of them... I've got Andre Arshavin, <laughs> Thomas Rosicki, and Theo Walcott. And up top, I've got Eduardo. Can I just say, Eduardo, you- the last thing about the last thing about Eduardo, best goal I saw him score was uh, a great goal actually against Sheffield United um, in the cup. But for me, the best goal was when he actually broke his leg and come back or broke his ankle, come back and scored with that ankle against Burnley. Alex Song dinked it in and he volleyed it into the top corner yeah. with that. It's ball. one of the strangest volleys you'll ever see in your life. Like, how do you even come up with the idea to hit a volley like that? It's such a, it's such a, such a strange finish. Like I said. I think that without that leg break, he would have been a player akin to Eduardo. 
Max? Uh, sorry, akin to um, what's his name? The lad from City. Thank you. Uh, yeah, yeah. From, yeah Aguero. That one, yeah. Aguero. Aguero. Max, I thank you very much. Uh, it was a very insightful Emirates uh, 1 to 11. I know that you intimated that you've got an all time 1 to 11, which we may do over the next um, couple of weeks because we've got lots of time and lots of uh, <laughs> uh, fill in, <laughs> to fill in content over this. But thank you very much, mate. Um, I do hope things treat you well out there in Melbourne and that. Um, uh, you know, all this madness that the, is going on in the world uh, works out well for you. Um, I thank everyone else for listening. You have been listening to a Guns and Yellow Ribbons podcast. This is a 1 to 11 from Max, uh, from Ars Bros. Max, do you want to give people a little bit of a, a detail about what your podcast does? Yeah, guys, Ars Bros Rantcast. So we're on Twitter. We're at Ars Bros Rant on Facebook, on Twitter, on everything. Give us a listen. We're definitely R-rated, but, you know, a little bit even less so these days because we're doing podcasts in the morning, which means I'm not drunk, um, which seems to make a huge difference to the general content of the show as opposed to when we were doing it at 9 o'clock and I was had six cans of beer in me and then opened a bottle of wine. Um, but, no, we're, we're, you know, we're an insightful adult podcast, definitely adult content, and uh, we break things down. We've got a couple of fantastic shows. We review the month. Uh, we review all the players within the month, um, which is really interesting because we we, we give uh, positive points and negative points to players. And then we talk about who the best three players were and who the worst three players were in the club for the month. And then uh, Manny Riz, Blackzilla, does Hot Topic every two weeks where we take one topic and we really, really drill it down. Um, but all good. It's all good fun. Lots of podcasts. And you can look running in the eye when he, when he talks about it. Yeah, yeah the avatar himself. <laughs> <laughs> listen thanks very much everybody uh, you have been listening to Guns and the Other Ribbons an Arsenal podcast by Arsenal fans for Arsenal fans Dan as always thanks very much Max absolutely fantastic enjoyed your company as always Cheers, uh, only one last thing to say up the arse up the arse <laughs> boys cheers thanks for listening to Guns and Yellow Ribbons an Arsenal podcast by Arsenal fans for Arsenal fans Follow us on Facebook at Guns and Yellow Ribbons or Twitter at Guns and Ribbons and remember to rate and review us too.